Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's my pleasure to announce the 2020 winner of her trophy, the Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl hammers it home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with the helpers. Dylan Holloway, University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Jason's. Looking like he's picking the right time to get hot here. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. We're a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. And just trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Neal. I know this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the Battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. Pass Archibald Richard. Mike Smith, Leon Dreisettle. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Un- Believable. Brought to you by Digitex. Manage print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. What a stop me by Miko Koskinen. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 Chad. Scott with you on Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday. Digitex, buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operator place to buy office IT and supplies. Hugh Porter and Digitex. Hugh is a big fan of Glenn Anderson and Grant Fear as he was growing up in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. we got a jam-packed edition. Just as an aside, 
Back in the 630 Chat Studios and educating us all as to why we open with Jimi Hendrix today is Brendan Escott. Well, he is a member of the 27 Club, but this would have been his birthday. He was born on this day in 1942. Wow, there you have it. Uh, on today's show, jam-packed edition, Sportsnet spec mark Spectre for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta at 12.15. At 12.35 for the River Creek Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman. At 105 today from the NHL Network, longtime NHL goaltender, Kevin Weeks. And at 135, my broadcast partner on the Oilers Radio Network, Jack Michaels. This is uh, traditionally one of my favorite times of the year. But 2020 has been a year like no other. I think that is uh, fair to suggest. As you know, this is where you start to get serious on the NHL front in a normal year. Huge NFL weekend, huge college football weekend. And in fact, in 2007, back when I hosted a little show called Total Sports, one of the greatest college football games ever played in the wildest year in college football history took place LSU and Arkansas a game that went to triple overtime Arkansas some of you would remember the names Darren McFadden and Felix Jones Peyton Hillis all part of that backfield knocked off LSU LSU lost two games that year still won the national championship but it was an awesome game and I just remember the offense and the attack and the mindset and the approach because you know what? I kind of like to go for it. I don't like to kind of sit back and cover up and let everybody else do things. So you get after it. And uh, that was where college football kind of morphed to. The NFL opening up its offense. And being a guy who grew up watching the Emmett Oilers of the 1980s, the most electrifying, exciting NHL team in history, that was a team that went for it. I know I mentioned a couple days ago with John Shannon, I was looking for game one. Of the 1981 best of five series between Edmonton and Montreal, and it had gone missing for a number of years on YouTube. It is now out there, the full game. Wayne Gretzky, by the way, five assists. And from the start of the game to the end of the game, incredible, just with the Canadians fans who are as knowledgeable as there is in hockey. The realization, oh, man, this guy's something. Richard Sevigny was the goaltender that night. He said in the papers that he was going to put Wayne Gretzky in his hip pocket. Uh, Wayne did pretty good in that series. And uh, 10 points in three games, including a hat trick in game number three back at Edmonton. And that kind of launched the Oilers' emergence in the 1980s. And we're hoping to see that occur again, but we're on hold right now. When are we going to get started? Don't know, can't tell you. Right now, I think we're uh, sort of in a little bit of a holding pattern here during the stretch of the U.S. Thanksgiving weekend, which is a much bigger deal in the United States than it is in Canada. Today's top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments and no interest for one year. And that is part of our story, is what's going to happen. And uh, we shall see. But one guy, and we're going to replay the full segment by request as we go into the Orders Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Just before we go to Mark Spector, Every Thursday for Canadian Power Pack, Brian Burke. Here's his assessment on the NHL-NHLPA negotiation and what he's heard about return to play. 
Well, I talked to a couple of people who are involved, one owner and one GM, and, and obviously it's difficult for the players to absorb a massive pay cut. But as Billy Preston said in the famous song, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. And the players, oh, they're 50-50 partners. So keep in mind, this isn't a classic labor struggle. Like much earlier lockouts were fighting for a piece of the pie and to reallocate. They're 50-50 partners, and the players owe the owners a lot of money right now. So they for, they forego their last paycheck last year. So that was $140 million recovered. They played in the bubble, so they preserved some of the television revenue, but they still owe the owners a lot of money on a 50-50 model. So I'm hoping that they'll get to the point where they got to play. We have to play. We have to play. People find – forget Canada. The people listening uh, in, in Edmonton will say, well, we'll come back even if they miss next year. But I'm worried about south of the border. We have to play because people find other things to do and unemployment's at record highs in the U.S. So, And the whole revenue-sharing model, it's 8.5% of hockey-related revenue. That revenue is virtually dried up. So the, the Carolinas and the Floridas that relied on that money to field their teams, that money's dried up. So – it's a solution that really requires some sacrifice, and it's got to fall on the right group of players. The notion that we're just going to defer some of this, that makes sense. But then if you get the, the new U.S. television deal, which everyone's counting on, um, and the other thing about uh, that we have to play is we have to get back to our calendar. So the, the networks are saying the Cup has to be awarded by July 15th. So if you back out 14 days for the final, and you back out 14 days for the prior for the conference finals, all of a sudden you're at June 15th. And then you back out, all of a sudden you got to be done playing by May 15th, May 20th, somewhere in there. And if they do an expanded playoff, it might be earlier than that. So we have to start by February if we're going to play a meaningful schedule, which would be 48 games for me. So they, they have to play, and they have to make sure that this the money that's lost doesn't fall on the future generation of players. In other words, someone coming in a couple years from now, because uh, teams' rosters turnover. There's usually two or three rookies per team that that make the team. So we've got to make sure that the, the losses fall on the right group of players. So my advice is, and it's easy for me to say, no matter what the rollback is, the players have to play. And then if we do say, okay, we'll defer some of the money, and when that big television contract gets done, which hopefully it does, then we'll recover it from that. Well, that means the cap's going to be flat for five to seven years while that money comes out of the television revenue. So there's a path here. There's a way to do this that doesn't fall all on the players. But short term, the players are going to have to accept some economic realities. I don't think everyone understands how decimated these marketplaces have been, how much revenue has been sucked out of these teams. Well, he nailed it. That is Brian Burke, longtime NHL executive, again, for the Canadian Power Pack. Now works for NHL Hockey and Rogers. That was part of our Oilers Now audio vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. A lot of guests today. We're going to get to them right now. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting the Western Canada Pacing Derby in the Dawn Mer, uh, burn memorial it'll take place sunday at the century mile racetrack watch and wager online at hbi bet uh, bet.com that's hbi bet.com as you get a chance to see alberta's top three-year-old colts and phillies mr specter how are you 
Oh, doing pretty good. Those were some sobering words from Mr. Burke there. Well, we had people reach out yesterday after he said that spec, and they text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. And they're like, this, this is different because the reality is the players are partners in the league. That is, in, in by nature of the CBA, and a 50-50 relationship. This is different than many of the traditional sort of labor versus ownership issues. You know what I'm saying, Mark? Like, we have, um, and I don't think there's ever been a time where we've seen a more aggressive approach, as an example, by a group like the Alberta Federation of Labor. Like, I mean, they are relentless, uh, certainly uh, on their Twitter account and that sort of thing. But this is a different scenario that I think is challenging for people to understand because the players are a 50-50 partnership with this, according to the CBA. Now, the players might, might argue, wait a sec here, we don't get any of the expansion fee money. But you do get the but you do get the jobs with the twenty three new teams. So give me your take on that because you're bouncing around right now. Well, there. Listen, the the, the CBA that they signed in uh, 0405 made them uh, partners in under a cap system, right? They they took the cap on back then, and that cap and that fifty fifty revenue split. Yeah, they're partners in this thing, and that's the deal. So, you know, there's there's almost two CBAs here, Bob. There's that one that binds, and then there's the one they signed a few months ago that they're probably saying, well, why isn't that one binding too? Well, it's a different world out there, you know. So it's one thing for any version of labor to say we deserve a certain amount of money, uh, but if the company closes or if the company doesn't open its doors for a whole season, then you're going to get 100% of zero here. So really that's what has to, the players have to figure out among their ranks um, you know, to me, their money, their money's, their their pay is being deferred, not taken away to a large extent. So that's a pretty good deal. Um, but the players are going to have to decide how badly they want to play. I'm I'm hearing, and I I can't believe Bob, there's not more talk of, of the league not returning because I'm I can absolutely guarantee you there are some owners out there who are not interested in losing the kind of money they're going to lose if they play this year. Yeah, well, and if that's the case, Mark, then uh, instead of 60, I think at this point in the game, we're saying no chance on January 1st. I think reality is that maybe we start February 1st or even as late as February 15th. If it's the first, maybe it's 48 games. If it's the 15th, maybe it's a 40-game skid. Um, but could you imagine, are you still there, Mark? Because I can't tell you if you're in or out. Did we lose you? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Could you imagine the conversation? Could you imagine the conversation that occurs? Just, and I want our listeners to think about this. You got guys like Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid that have been paid a huge swath of the money up front in signing bonuses. Could you imagine the conversations that occurs with those guys who are the stars of the game? Versus maybe guys that are making under a million bucks a year. And if, uh, you know, if we end up with 20% escrow and 26% deferral, now players playing for 54%, and it's still $540,000 based on a million dollar deal. But it's a completely like one guy's sitting back and he's got his money, and the other guy doesn't have his money. I, 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 sometimes when you don't have your money, you're a little bit hungrier. You know what I'm saying, Mark? Like, this is a, I'm not saying that McDavid doesn't want to play. He wants to play. That's the way he's driven. But it is an interesting, even within the NHLPA ranks, Mark, it's got to be an interesting challenge and hurdle to overcome. 
you know, I think it's always been this way. We've always watched we've always watched the leadership who are generally veteran guys who tend to make more money uh, at loggerheads with the young kids who just want to play or the older guys. You know, I'm talking about like maybe a, an Alex Chason or even older guys older than him that, you know, Joe Thornton, guys that are right near the end. They want to get their last checks and just play it out. They don't want to burn what could be their last season. So we've seen this before. It's it's one of the dynamics when you there's not many unions out there. Like you know, the union structure is such that the guy who's been there the longest tends to make the most money. There's not many. There's no unions that work like the NHL does, where one guy makes twelve or thirteen times that the other guy makes. Uh, that's very rare, and it presents a dynamic, Bob. But. Uh, it's a dynamic they're going to have to figure out because the vast majority of the union makes less than $2 million. It's a great minority that makes over. So probably in the end, the voices that, that should get heard is, is the larger percentage, don't you think? Do you think the players are aware of how challenged the economy has become for the potential owners in the league? Because I think most of the listeners to the show, sir, I'm going to, like, look, we have, just in terms of the podcast, roughly 40% of the people that podcast the show are from outside the province of Alberta. So we, gotta, we, we do fairly well on podcasts from other parts of the country and, in fact, other parts of North America. But allow me to suggest to you, most of the listeners to the show right now are well aware of how crappy the economy is, and they're not naive, and they're not stupid. And they can go, you know what? I could totally foresee how hockey clubs that haven't had any money come in at all since March might be in some financially challenged times. I could totally, do you think the players think that? Or do you think that there's been a lack of trust there from past negotiations that they, they don't see that? Well, the two sides don't trust each other. I, there's no doubt about that. And, and I'm going to say that if I'm the, you know, if I'm the, on the player's side and we just signed in good faith a collective bargaining agreement six months ago and now they're coming back to change it, uh, that concerns me. Why would I, you know, like, I thought we just made a deal here, right? So if these deals aren't binding, why are we why are we signing these deals, Bob? I guess I would ask you that if I was a player. Um, but having said that, we're also in a pandemic world that no one can predict the future. I said this to you the other day, and it still baffles me. I don't see how the NHL lawyers didn't have a clause built into this thing that reopened the CBA if they couldn't play with any fans. I can't believe they're coming back hat in hand to the players to reopen this thing. It's amazing to me that they had such faith in the ending of this pandemic that they thought that for sure this season they were playing with fans. I don't know why they would have thought that. Now, there has, uh, and I'd have to, uh, there's been a suggestion by a couple that maybe if you read between the lines of some of the fine print, there might have been a little bit of that uh, put in place. But the majority of uh, commentators out there, Mark, see it the same way you do. So I would defer to the majority on the. No, I would defer to the majority on this one. The, the reality is, Mark, Things are so fluid, maybe we just need to fundamentally understand that's just the way it is. Things do change. Deal with it. Suck it up. We're in a pandemic and work around it. Well, there's so many people here that, that to me, that, you know, there's so many people that are affected. And I'm not even talking players and owners here, right? There's, there's all kinds of staff. There's so many people who are dying for a paycheck who work for Rogers. 
you know, who don't have any concerts, don't have any ice shows, don't have the Harlem Globetrotters coming through. Uh, I would hope that, that this industry could look a little bit past its own navel here. And, uh, you know, like, for instance, the players who are going to earn money, it's just a matter of how much they earn, right? Let's get this straight. Every player is going to make money. Now we're just arguing over how much they make. The owners are a different side of this thing, Bob. The owners are going to lose money, and they're going to lose a lot of money. So uh, the owners and the players are on different sides. I would think the players want to get the puck dropped and get playing. And I get it if an owner says, I don't feel like losing $60 million this year. I think I get that, Bob. Yeah, well, there's some listeners out there right now that say to hell with the owners. Let's just, it's it's on them, get it done, and they lose 40 to 60. They lose 40 to 60. And then there's some others that might... Uh, uh, own small businesses themselves who, who would have theoretic and this is a mid-sized business for the record i mean if you want a big business you, you know look at amazon look at walmart those are big businesses by the way uh there's a relation of walmart that's involved in ownership in the nhl and they, that organization's never spent any money uh bob what's wasn't it a memorandum of agreement or a, mem- a memorandum of an mou of understanding that's not binding across the board mark someone's saying i'm saying that's a little bit and then it was john Shannon Speck, Hodges pointing out, um, saying that there was a clause in there to redirect. So I'm gonna ha- now I'm gonna have to call John after the show because people are reminding me of this uh, on the text. Very quickly, Speck, I'm gonna switch focus. World Juniors. The situation is what it is in Alberta. It's not great. It's not great throughout the world right now with the pandemic. Numbers like look at Germany. You know there was. About a month ago, Canada was maybe within a thousand deaths of Germany, and now Germany and Germany's got a greater population. But in spite of all the challenges here in Canada, spec Germany has shot up in terms of the death rate over the last month. There's lots of European countries that are having some challenges with COVID. Are we going to get this tournament off for the World Junior Championship, Mark? Oh boy, I did a piece with Bob Nicholson earlier this week, and I asked him exactly that question. Uh, and he said, hey, nothing's for sure. And he kind of had a bit of a nervous laugh because, let's face it, nothing is for sure anymore. Uh, you know what, where we're at, Bob? We're, we're really at – remember when the uh, – well, I forget what phase they called it. Remember when we were at uh, – when the Oilers all came back to camp before the playoffs started and they were practicing here, but they weren't in the bubble yet, remember? Phase two. All, yeah, phase two. All we got to do is get through phase two, get them inside that bubble. We're going to be okay. Well, this is exactly where we are with these with the World Juniors right now. Is everybody's out doing sort of their own thing and trying to be as careful as they can. We got if they can get, you know, ten teams inside that bubble. I think they're going to be fine once they get there, Bob. But you know, Canada's had their breakout. It's there's plenty of time. They got lots of time to get through this thing, get back to work. What you don't want is Russia on December 18th to have a, an outbreak, right? Or the United States on December 22nd to have an outbreak. You know that what they need to do? Problem. Do you know what they need to do? They need what? to get. They need to get to Edmonton as soon as possible. These countries. They need get inside a bubble. And get inside, and even if they have guys, that way they can do a 14-day quarantine. So let's let's say hypothetically, uh, you know, they get here by December the 5th. That gives you enough time. So announce your teams. Don't screw around. Forget about training camps. Sorry, it's not fair. Life ain't fair right now around the world. Announce your teams. Bring your 24, 25 guys over. Get tested when you come to Canada. 
boom, get into a quarantine for two weeks, and then get into the bubble. That's what I think they should well, do, Spec. I think they have exhibition games scheduled starting around the 18th, don't they, Bob? Yep. Uh, all you know, obviously everyone's in the bubble then, so everybody gets two or three exhibitions. It's right across the street. I think it's the same situation as the NHL, where where even if you're quarantining in the Marriott, you can still stay within the bubble, go over and practice with your team. So yeah, get them here and get them in the bubble. We're going to play until we get in the bubble. You know, everything's still up in the air, Bob. Everything's up in the air until they get inside that bubble. Spec, thanks for your time. Have a great weekend. All right, Bobby, you too. That is Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta presenting the Western Canada Pacing Derby, the Don Byrne Memorial, Sunday at Century Mile Racetrack. Watch and wager on Alberta's top three-year-old Colts and Phillies at hbibet.com. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Just before we go to break, this text comes in, and it says, Bob, uh, now, all that Brian Burke says is bang on, but if I'm going to work for so many days, I'd like to get paid for those days. If I'm the boss, regardless of partnership, et cetera, losses, profit, do I want to operate? If I, uh, if so, I pay my employees. If it's too much loss, then I don't operate. If the player pay arrangements can be massaged to make the losses manageable, then fine. Well, guess what? That texter, um, entirely too much entirely too much rationale and logic in that text. Fraser texts the show to say, Bob, let's get real about this. The players are pissed because the league blew sunshine up their butts to get them to come back for the playoffs when the players had been paid all their money. The league didn't have any intention of going through with the deal that they made. That one comes to us from Fraser. Um, players had received 92% of their money. And they needed to, to find a way to, to do a make good, at least on the television side. You know, you, you're entitled to your opinion. I, I think that the league and, well, let's be realistic. How many of you, on the, for the sake of argument, at the end of June of 2020, and I'm just going to go back and tell you that we were at 15 deaths in Edmonton at the end of June, and we had 1,028 positive cases at the end of June, okay, in Edmonton. So 15 deaths at that time. How many people would have thought we would have been in as much challenged and unique and difficult scenarios that we're in right now in the end of June? Realistically, did you think it would be this bad? Because it's bad. It's tough, and we're going to have to find a way to get through it. Maybe, Maybe a bunch of you knew. Obviously, the winner, the fall in the winter, there's far, more, there's way more deaths in Canada. Twenty-four to twenty-eight thousand deaths traditionally in the fall and winter across the country. Twenty-four to twenty-eight thousand deaths in the fall and winter in Canada. Twenty to twenty-four thousand deaths in Canada during the spring and summer. Just, just food for thought. Twelve thirty off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.